What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Three men in a boat to say nothing of the dog by Jerome K. Jerome. Chapter 6 The river in its Sunday garb, dress on the river, the chance of men, absence of the tastes in Harris, George's blazer, a day with a fashion plate, young lady. Miss Thomas's tomb, a man who loves not graves and coffins and skulls. Harris mad, his views on George and Banks a lemonade. He performs tricks. It was all passing through Mosey's look that Harris told me that about his maze experience. It took us some time to pass through as we were the only boat, and it is a big lock. I don't think I ever remember to have seen Mosey Lock before, with only one boat in it. It is a supposed boat has not even expected the busiest lock on the river. I have stood and watched it sometimes, when you could not see any water at all, but only a brilliant tangle of bright blazers and gay caps and saucy hats and many coloured parasols and silken rugs and cloaks and ri- st- streaming ribbons and dainty whites. When looking down into the lock from the quarry, you might fancy it's a huge box in which flowers have been hued and shade been thrown pell-mell. A lay piled upon a rainbow heap a co- heap that covered every corner. On a fine Sunday, you sense this appearance nearly all day long while up the stream and down the stream lie waiting their turn outside the gates long lines of still more boats and boats are drawing near and passing away so that a sunny river from the palace up to Hampton Court is dotted with decked and decked with yellow and blue and orange and white and red and pink all the inhabitants of Hampton and Mosley dress themselves up in bloating costume and come and mooch around the lock where their dogs flirt and flirt and smoke and watch the boats and together all together what with the caps and jackets of men the men in pretty coloured dresses of women the sunny dogs and moving boats white sails of pleasant landscape the sparkling water it's one of the gayest sights are known of near this dull old london town we ever thought a good opportunity for dress once in a way we men are able to show our taste in colours i think we come out very natty if you ask me i always like a little red in my things red and black you know my hair is a sort of golden brown, rather a pretty shade, I've been told. A dark red matches it beautifully. Then I always think of light blue black tie, black necktie goes so well with it. A pair of those Russian leather shoes, a red silk handkerchief round the waist, a handkerchief looks so much better than a belt. Harris always keeps the shades of oranges, or Mitch's, to shades or mixtures of orange or blue yellow. I don't think he's all, all wise in this. Clutch is too dark for yellows. Yellows don't suit him. 
said him, there can be no question about it. I want him to take the blue as a background, and white or cream for relief. But there, the less taste a man has in person his dress, as in dress, the more obstinate you always seem to be. It's very pity because you'll never be as successful as it, as it is. Where there are one or two colours of which you might not really look so bad with, a, with his hat on. George has bought some new things on his trip. I'm rather vexed about them. Blazer's loud. I should not like George to know what I thought of it. So there really is no other word for it. He brought it home and showed it to us on Thursday evening. We asked him what colour he called it. He said he didn't know. He didn't think there was a name for the colour. The man told him it was an oriental design. George put it on and asked us what we thought of it. Harry said it was that as an object to hang over a fireplace in early spring to frighten off the birds away. You should respect it. But that he considered an article dressed like any human being set with a Margate's nigger, which uh, made him ill. George didn't quite, got quite happy about but Harry said he didn't want his opinion. Why did he ask for it? What troubles Harris and myself with regard to it is that we are afraid it would attract attention to the boat. Girls also don't like, don't look half bad in the boat. You're pretty dressed. Pretty dressed. Nothing is more fetching to my thinking. Tasteful boating costume. But a boating costume is what? It would be as well if all ladies would understand out to be a costume that can be worn in a boat, not merely under a glass case. It merely spells an excursion. You are, if you are, you have a folk in a boat who are thinking all the time a good deal more of their dress than a trip. If my misfortune wants to go for a picnic with two ladies of this kind, we did have a lively time. They both beautifully got up. All lace and silky stuff and flowers and ribbons and dainty shoes and light gloves. But they were dressed for a photographic studio, not for a river picnic. They were boating costumes of a French fashion plate. Ridiculous, falling about in them anywhere near real earth, air and water. The first thing was they thought the boat was not clean. We dusted all the seats for them. They then assured them, they reassured them, they assured them, it, it was, but he didn't believe us. One of them rubbed their cushion with the forefinger of their glove, a glove and showed the result to the other. They both sighed and sat down in the air of the early Christian martyrs, trying to make themselves comfortable up against the stake. They were liable to occasionally splash a little. Splash in a little wind sculling, peered, and a drop of water ruined those costumes. A mark never came out, a stain was left on the dress forever. I stroke, I did my best. I feathered some two feet high, a pole at the end of each stroke to let the blade trip before returning them. I picked out a smooth bit of water to drop them into. Again, each time, Blau said, after a little, he did not feel any himself significantly accomplished oarsman pull with me, that he would sit. But he would sit still if I would allow him and study my stroke. He did, he said it would interest it, it interested him. But notwithstanding all this, and try as I would, I could not help an occasional flick of water for going over those dresses. Girls did not complain, but they huddled up close together and set their lips firm. Every time a drop touched them, they visibly shrank and shivered, shuddered. It was a night noble sight to see them suffering thus in silence, but it unnerved me altogether. I'm too sensitive to go to a wild and 
fitful my rowing, splashed more and more, harder to try not to. I gave it up at last. I said a row bow. Bow thought the arrangement would be better too. We changed places, the ladies gave an voluntary sigh. Brief, when he let Sammy go, quite brightened up for a moment. Poor girls, they had better have put up with me. The man they had got now was jolly light-hearted, thick-headed sort of chap. With much senseless in him, there might be a newfound learned puppy. You might look you might look daggers at him for an hour. You'd not notice it. It would not trouble him if he did. He said a good rockling, rockling, dashing stroke, and sent the spray playing all over the boat like a fountain. Made the whole crowd sit up straight in no time. But he spread more than a pint of water over those dresses, give a pleasant little laugh and say, I beg your pardon, I'm sure. And offered him his handkerchief to wipe it off with, off the, it with. Oh, it's no concurrence, the poor girls would murmur, replying, covered. Lee draw rugs and coats over themselves and try to protect themselves with their lace parasols. At lunch, they had a very bad time of it. Pete wanted them wanted them to sit on the grass, and the grass was dusty, and the tree trunks against which they were invited to lean did not appear to have been brushed for weeks. They spread their handkerchiefs on the ground and sat those both upright. Somebody in walking up. Somebody walking about with a plate of beef steak beef steak pie tripped up a root and sent a pie flying. None of it went over them, fortunately, but the accident just a fresh danger to them and agitated them. Whenever anybody moved about after that with anything in his hand, it could fall and make a mess. He watched that person with a growing anxiety till he sat down again. Now then, you girls, said our friend Bo to them cheerfully, after it was all over, come along, you've got to wash up. They didn't understand him at first. When they grasped the idea, they said they feared they did not know how to wash up. Oh, I so show you, cried. Very fun. You lie down on your, on your aisle. I mean, you lean over the bank, you know, and slosh the things about in the water. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The other sister, she was afraid. He didn't, hadn't got the dress suited for the work. Oh, they'll be all right, he said lightheartedly. Tuck them up. And he made them do it too. He told them they had sort of thing... He told them that was sort of thing was half the fun of the picnic. They said it was very interesting. Now I come to think of it over. Was that young man as dent-headed as we thought? Or was he no impossible? There was no such a simple childlike expression about him. Harris wanted to get out at Hampton Court Church to go see Mrs. Thompson's, Thomas's tomb. Who is Mrs. Thomas? I asked. How should I know? I replied Harris. Dear lady got a funny tomb. I want to see it. I objected, but I didn't know whether it, 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 whether, whether it, it is that I am built wrong, but I never did seem to hanker after the tombstones myself. I know the proper thing to do when you get to a village or town is to rush off to a churchyard, join a grave, it's a recreation, a recreation I always deny myself. 
Take no interest in creeping around dim city churches, behind weedy old men, reading epitaphs, not even the sight of a bit of old cracked brass that into the stone fills me like cold real happiness. I show respect sec- I show respectful sectors but imperfectly I am able to assume before citing inscriptions and my by my lack of enthusiasm for local family history, I have real conceive anxiety to get outside wounding the feelings. One golden morning on a sunny day, I leant against a slow stone wall that guarded a little village church. I smoked and drank a leap, a deep calm gladness for the sweet restful scene. The grey old church, clustering ivory, its quaint carved wooden porch, the white lane winding down the hill, behind, between tall rows of tall rows of elms, thatched roof, cottages peering, peeping by their tim, tim kept hudges, the silver river in a hollow, the wooden hills, wooded hills beyond. It's a lovely landscape, so idyllic poetically, it inspired me. I felt good and noble. Felt I didn't want to be sinful or wicked anymore. I would come and live here and never do any more wrong and let a, lead a blameless, beautiful life and have a silver hair but got old and all that sort of thing. In that moment, I forgave all my friends, relations for their wickedness and cursedness. I blessed them. They did not know that I blessed them. They, were, they went on their abandoned way, abandoned way, all unconscious of what I far, what I far away in that peaceful village was doing for them. But I did it. I wished I could let them know that I had done it, because I wanted to make them happy. I was going on thinking away all those grand, tender faults, while they were very, very broken, by upon, in, broken in upon, a shrill, piping voice coming out. All right, sir, I'll be coming, I'm coming. It's all right, sir, don't be in a hurry. I looked up and saw an old, bald-headed man, hobbling across the church, he told me, carrying a huge bunch of keys in his hands, shook and jiggled at every step. I motioned him away with silent dignity. He saw a vast screeching out the while. I'm coming, sir. I'll be coming. I'm a little lame. I'm being as I used to be. This way, sir. Go away, you miserable man, I said. I'll come as soon as I could, sir. He replied, My missus never see you till just this minute. You'll follow me, sir. Go away, you. Leave me alone. Leave me before I get over the wall, I slay you. Seemed no surprise. Don't you want to see the tombs, he said. No, I answered, I don't. I want to stop here, leaning against the gritty old wall. Go away, don't stir me. I've got a chuck full of beautiful and noble thoughts. I want to stop it. I want to stop like it. Because it feels... I don't want... I want to stop like it. Because it... Because it feels nice and good. Don't you come falling about, making mad, driving away... All my better feelings, silly tombstone nonsense of yours. Go and get someone, bury you cheap. I'll pay half expense. You're bewildered for a moment. You rubbed his eyes, looked at me hard. Seemed human enough on the outside, but you can't make it out. He said, You is a stranger in these parts. You don't live here. No, I don't, I said. I don't. You wouldn't, wouldn't if I did. You wouldn't if I did. Well then, he said. You want to see the tomb graves? Folks been buried, you know, coffins. Yeah, you are an untruther, I replied, getting roused. I don't want to see tombs, not your tombs. Why would I? We have graves of our own, your family has. Why, my uncle Podger has a tomb in Colonel Green Cemetery. That is pride of all the country. 
all that countryside. My grandfather's vaulted bows, capable of eight visitors. My great aunt Susan, the brick grave, finchley churchyard, with a headstone, with coffee, coffee pots sort of thing in base relief upon it. Six inch best white stone coping all the way round and cost pounds. I want graves. It is those places that I go with all. I don't want the other folks. And you yourself, when you yourself are buried, will come and see yours. It's all I can do for you. Burst into tears. You said that one of the tombs had a bit of stone upon the top of it. Had been said to be probably part of the remains of the figure of a man. Never had some words carved upon it. And nobody ever been able to decipher. I still mean to obscure. And in broken hearted tones he said, Well, will you come and see the mirror window? I would not even see that. So he fired his last shot. Drew near and whispered hoarsely, I got a couple of skulls down the crypt. He said, Come and see those. Oh, come on and see skulls. You're a young gentleman out for an holiday. You want to enjoy yourself? Come and see the skulls. I turned the fled as I sped, heard him calling to me. Oh, come and see the skulls. Come back and see the skulls. Harris Heather revels in tombs and graves and epitaphs. Momental inscriptions. I thought of me, and I thought of not seeing Mrs. Toon's grave made him crazy. He said he looked forward to seeing Mrs. Thomas's grave. For the first moment, the trip was proposed. Said he wouldn't have joined it and been there to see Mrs. Toon's Thomas's grave. Reminded with George how he had to get meet get to the boat up to Shipton by five o'clock to meet him. Then we met. We went for George. Why was George to fall about all day and leave us? Lugging lumbering old two heavy bulge up bulge up and down the river by ourselves to meet him. Why couldn't George come and do some work? Why couldn't he have the day off and come down with us? Bank be blowed. What good was he at the bank? Never seemed going doing any work there, Mr. Harris. Whenever I go in, sit behind a bit of a glass all day, trying to look as if he's doing something. What's the good of a man behind a bit of a glass? Of the work, I have all to work for a living. Why can't he work? Why else is he there? What use is he there? What's the good of them, their banks? They take your money, then when they draw a cheque, they send it back smeared all over, with no effects, refer to draw. What's the good of that? What's the sort of trick they served me? Twice last week. I'm not going to stand much longer. I shall withdraw my account. If he was here, he could go and see that tomb. I don't believe he's at the bank at all. Larking about somewhere. That's what he's doing, leaving us to do all the work. I'm going to get go out and have a drink. Pointed out to him, well, miles away from the pub. And we went out about the river, what was good out of the river. That everyone came to the river to die. And what was the good of the river? And was everyone who came to the river to die of thirst? Always, it's always best to let Harris have his head when he was like this. He pumps himself out. He's quiet afterwards. I mind him, there was a concentrated lemonade and pamper, a gallon jar of water in the nose of the boat, a two, and that a two only wanted wanted mixing to make a cool, refreshing beverage. Then he blew off the about lemonade, such like Sunday school slops. He termed them ginger beer, raspberry syrup, etc., etc. He said they all produced this this temporary and very embodied soul alike the cause half of the cause of half a crime in England. 
He said he must drink something. However, and climbed upon the seat, leant over to get the bottle. It was right at the bottom of the hamper, it seemed difficult to find. He had to lean over further and further, in turning, trying to steer the boat, steer at the same time, for a topsy-turning point of view. He pulled the wrong line, sent the boat into the bank, and his shock upset him. He dived down, right into the hamper, and stood there on his head, holding on his sides of the boat like grim death, his legs sticking out in, up into the air. He dared not move for fear of going over. I had to stay there till I got hold of his legs, holding back. And that made him madder than ever. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.